0: Today, our scripture comes from Romans 8, verses 11 through 17. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if, in fact, we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of God for the people of God.
1: Thanks be to God. We give thanks for the reading of God's Word. And thank Emily Har for doing that. Everybody wants to know who read the Scripture. (laughs) We appreciate Emily for doing that. And as we have heard the reading of God's Word, we now seek its meaning and understanding for our lives today. And so, we pray. Come Holy Spirit, as we have heard your Word read, now may you open our minds and our hearts to receiving your message to us. And may the words of my mouth guide. And the words that I proclaim that the meditations of our hearts in this place be acceptable to you. May they be empowered by your Holy Spirit to bring glory to you and to you alone. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm sure that most of you are familiar with the uh, Toy Story movies have been out over the years. <laughs> yeah, i see some raising of hands. Uh, um, in fact, if you have small children or grandchildren, that is almost inescapable that you're uh, familiar with those things. You, surely you know those movies. And I have to confess, they are one of my favorite animated series of movies. Uh, last year when Toy Story 4 came out, I could hardly wait to go to theaters to see it. And in this latest Toy Story movie that came out last year, a little girl known as Bonnie lost all of her uh, art supplies on her first day of kindergarten. But Woody was there to help. And he did so by recovering several items that he found in a nearby trash can, including a plastic a spork and a couple of uh, Popsicle sticks. And from these things, uh, Bonnie makes a new friend that she calls Forky. And, of course, he comes to life, uh, just like all the other toys in the movie. But Forky's experience was different than the other toys in the movie because he was not created in a toy factory like all of them. He was pieced together from spare parts that came out of a trash can and, and put together with Elmer's glue. And this creates something of an existential crisis for him because he thinks that he belongs in a trash can. And uh, he keeps trying to go back to the trash can instead of thinking that he belongs in a little girl's toy collection. And so he, he insists on returning back to the trash can. That's home for him. That's where he thinks he belongs. He wants to be thrown away with the rest of the trash because he sees himself as being nothing more than trash. And it becomes Woody's mission at that time to prevent him from Returning to the trash can and throwing his life away to help him to realize who he really is. That he is an object of love created by a little girl who loves him very much. Of course, that's the plot for the movie. Hope it didn't spoil it for you if you hadn't seen it yet. But I think one of the reasons that um, the Toy Story movies are so popular is because they um, often address themes that adults can relate to as well such as in this movie, where the questions are being posed, Who am I? Am I just trash? Or am I a treasure? Why am I really here? Now, those are questions that uh, I think most of us ask, at least at some point at various times in our lives. And these are questions that find their answer in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're in the second week of a series of sermons that we're calling Real ID. And the purpose of this series is to help us rediscover who we are in Christ Jesus. And then last week we discovered that we are who God says we are. That we are a new creation in Christ. That we have been made right in our relationship with God through the grace and the power of God's Holy Spirit and His, His love for us and the death that Jesus gave from the cross. And... Having been made right in our relationship, part of our new identity in Christ is that we are now God's ambassadors, that we are God's representatives to the world. That's part of who we are, part of our real ID. Today we're going to explore this idea a little bit further by looking at our potential in Christ, who we are, what we're called to be in Christ. And I think that when we understand more of who we are in Christ, that helps us to define our sense of purpose and how we can make a real difference in this world that we live in. There's an old story that's been told a million times, and I'm sure you've heard it, uh, but it so fits what we're going to be talking about today, I'm going to make it a million and one today. So a teacher asked her elementary class, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you got all the typical answers, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a policeman, a firefighter, a truck driver, I want to be a professional athlete, and on and on it goes. However, one boy says, I want to be possible. When she asked, why do you want to do that? She said, because every time I get in trouble, my mother tells me I'm impossible. So when I grow up, I want to be possible. Well, you know, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that we can all be possible. We may, by nature, be quite impossible (laughs) at times. uh, But the fact is... Even though we may feel more at home in the trash can of life as opposed to being on a shelf of prized possessions, uh, the, you have the potential. You have the potential of being so much more to the power and the grace of God at work in your life. In fact, that's really a part of who you are as a new creation in Christ. You can be made possible. Uh, you know, I think we all know this. Uh, we, we all understand that we've been forgiven. And we've been made right in our relationship with God through His grace. Uh, We all know that with the power of God's Holy Spirit, we now have the unlimited potential of becoming all that God created us to be. We know this up here because we've been taught it. We've been uh, listening to it preached over and over again for most of our lives if you grew up in the church. But for some of us, these truths have not made their way into our day-to-day life's experiences. For some of us, we spend most of our days still being somewhat impossible, still falling short of living up to our potential as a new creation in Christ. And so today I want to offer you some daily reminders, some things that you can remind yourself of on a daily basis that would help you uh, rise above these limitations of who you think you are and to become more of the person God created you to be. Uh, These are truths that will help us to focus on our real idea of who we are in Christ. And and the reason that I I say that these are reminders that you have to focus on and tell yourself constantly every day as as much as necessary is because every day we face moments of what I would call identity crisis. Every day (coughs) we're faced with temptations. Every, every day we're faced with opportunities that we can minister to someone, that we can offer grace to others, we can bless someone. At times when we feel the Holy Spirit is prompting us to, to give and to serve and to encourage other people around us to do something, to say something. Every day we have conversations with our family, with our, our friends, our co-workers, and, and every day we face challenges when it comes to living a life for Christ. And during those moments, we have to decide who will we be? Will we respond like trash or will we respond like treasure? Will you succumb to fear, unwilling to embrace who God has called you to be? Or will you be like those new creations that God has created you to be, ambassadors of God for the world? The reminders that I'm going to share with you today, I believe, will help to point us in the right direction. They'll give us the right answers for these crisis identity moments that we have in life. And so let's consider how we can do this. And I think, first of all, with each decision that you're faced with, each opportunity for obedience in Christ that you're faced with, you need to remind yourself, I was made for this moment. I was made for this moment. It has been said that there are two great moments in a person's life. The moment you were born and the moment you discover why you were born. The truth is many people go through their entire lives and never experience that second epiphany. If you've read the Old Testament book of Esther if you haven't, I hope you will. Or maybe you've seen the movie on Esther they put out a few years ago. It's a wonderful story of how someone experienced that moment where they discovered why they were born. Esther was an orphaned Jewish girl who lived in the time of Babylonian captivity. And being a Jew, she was among those who were being held captive by the Babylonians and enslaved, uh, uh, forced into slavery. And... One day, she was discovered by the king, the Persian king known as Ahasuerus. He saw her and was so captivated by her beauty that he made her his wife. And she actually relocated and took up residence in the royal palace. a few years later, uh, an advisor of the king uh, was plotting to have all of the Jews killed and wiped out. And so Esther's cousin, Mordecai, reached out to her and, and pleaded with her to go to the king and to put a stop to this. Now at first, Esther um, was reluctant to do this because uh, this is really not the place of a queen to make such a request. In fact, it was quite risky. It could cost her her life if the king uh, was unhappy with the request. But eventually, Mordecai persisted and he pleaded with her. And he said to her, and who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Well, finally, Esther decided to do the right thing. She went to the king. He listened to her, and he put a stop to this sinister plot. It's a great story, but I really love that line from Mordecai where he says, for such a time as this. In other words, for such a time as this. This is why you were born. And we can see how those words apply to those major life-defining moments such as in this story. But what I want you to recognize is that they also apply to those dozens of micro-moments in your life every day. Opportunities you have to do the right thing. Those opportunities you have to offer encouragement. The opportunities you have to help someone who is in need around you the opportunities you have to worship and to study and to pray and to to uh, spend your time productively in life as you encounter each of those moments you can honestly say i was made for such a time as this for i was made for worship i was made to serve i was made to give i was made to encourage others i was made for obedience i was made For such a moment as this. As Paul says in verse 14 of our text today, he says, All who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. This is who you were made to be. As Paul says in Ephesians, So be imitators of God as God's beloved children. In other words, in every opportunity that you encounter in your life, and that's pretty well every day of your life. You have the ability to say, This is not a throwaway moment. For I was made for such a moment as this to do what is right, to do the Christ like thing in all circumstances. This is part of who you were made to be. So, when you're faced with those moments where you're challenged to do and to be what God has created you to do and to be, remind yourself, I was made at this moment another truth I think you need to remember and this helps us when it comes to living up to our potential in Christ is to remind yourself that I have all the help I need in order to do and to be what God is asking me to do and to be Uh, do you ever know what it's like if you've been in business you probably know what it's like to be understaffed to not have the manpower that you need in order to get the job done That's a frustrating thing when you don't have the knowledge or maybe you don't have the skills, the resources you need. It's very frustrating when you don't have what you need in order to accomplish something. I heard about a a guy once whose boss handed him a $20 bill and said, take my car and go have it washed and waxed. And he was thrilled at this opportunity for two reasons. Number one, it gave him the opportunity to impress his boss. But it also gave him the opportunity to drive his boss's Mercedes, which is a big step up from his Ford Escort that he was driving at that time. <clears throat> so he goes to the car, and he is behind the office out in the back lot, and he, he goes to it, he gets the key, and he sits in the car, and he closes the door, and he puts the, the car, key in ignition, and it was at that point that he began to panic. Because instead of seeing two pedals in the floorboard like he was accustomed to, he now sees three pedals, which means it was a standard, and he's never driven a standard before. He doesn't know how to operate a, a manual transmission, has no idea how to drive this car, and he knew that if he went back into the office, he would certainly be ridiculed by everybody, and his boss would probably never give him the opportunity for such a recognition or opportunity again. And so what does he do? Now, this is before the days you have YouTube video where you can kind of quickly research or find an vi- instructional video about anything and everything. So what's he going to do? Well, this is what he does. He put the car in neutral and he pushed it. He walked it to the car wash that was down the street. It just happened to be re- nearby. Well, in life, I think there are many people who find themselves in similar situations. They know what they're supposed to do. They just don't know how to do it. They don't have the skills, they don't have the gifts, the abilities, the resources. They don't have the power to do what they know they should do or want to do. Well, shortly before Jesus died, remember how he tells the disciples, I will not leave you alone. I will send to you a holy comforter, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, who would be their teacher, their guide. The one who would encourage them and lead them would always be with them. And what you need to know is that same promise that Jesus gave the disciples them, he gives to us. Jesus promises that when we turn to God and we rely on God, he will help us. He will encourage us. He will lead us. He will strengthen us. He will empower us to do whatever it is he's asking us to do. As Paul says in verse 11 of our scripture, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. And then in verse 15, he says, You did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption as the children of God. In other words, the same Spirit and the same power that rose Jesus from the dead now resides in you. Through the power of God's Holy Spirit, the power that was at work in Jesus' life is now available to be at work in your life. At times, we may begin to believe and feel like we're impossible like we don't have the power. We'll never be able to get, and get things right. We'll never be able to overcome this obstacle we're facing. That we'll never be able to live up to our potential in Christ. But Paul reminds us that all of these things are possible because of the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. In Philippians, Paul says, For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. So you don't have to go through life feeling like you're understaffed, like you're inadequate, like you don't have what you need because you have all the help that you need to do what God is asking you to do. God's Holy Spirit, it is always with you. And as Paul says, if God is with us or for us, who can be against us? Which leads us to the third truth that we need to remember in order to help us live up to our full potential as children of God. And that is to remind ourselves constantly, I can do this. I can do this. Because we have all of the help that we need that God has given to us, we can do whatever it is God has asked us to do. And we have to remind ourselves of this all the time because God has given us everything we need in order to do it. This is why Paul says, I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So Paul is saying when it comes to living as Christians uh, and living up to our potential as children of God, no matter what you're facing in your life, no matter what trials or tribulations or, or challenges or adversities or successes or failures that you're encountering, God will give you the strength and the power to live to your full potential. That's new creations in Christ. So often when we encounter challenges and uh, difficulties in life, obstacles and setbacks, we convince ourselves that we can't overcome those things by telling ourselves, I can't. I just can't. Now, I don't know how many times I heard my parents say this, and I've said this to my children uh, many, many times, can't. Never could do anything. Have you ever heard that phrase before? Can't. Never can do anything. But it's true. It is so true. And it's people who follow a God who has demonstrated that he has the power to overcome even death itself. The words, I can't, should not even be in our vocabulary. Amen? For too long we have lived in fear. We have convinced ourselves that we can't. But we should be living under the mantra, I can. I can do this. I can do this because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. This is why Paul says further down in this chapter, he says, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Or well, hardship, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, as it is written for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are being counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. More than conquerors. Wow, what a label to hold on to. This is your potential. This is who you were created to be, to be more than conquerors. Listen, I don't know what battles you're fighting or struggling with when it comes to living out your potential as a follower of Jesus Christ. But I do know this. With God's help, you can overcome whatever sin it is you're struggling with in your life. With God's help, you can live a holy life. You can live a meaningful life. You can make a difference with your life. You can thrive at work. You can find fulfillment in your marriage and in your family relationships. You can overcome doubt. You can overcome fear and temptation. You can do this not just in a squeaky, uh, just barely make the grade kind of way. Because you are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ as a child of God you can be more than conquerors now it's not that you're going to have some battles or setbacks along the way we all do but the victory is assured you can be sure that in every situation you have all that you need in order to overcome to accomplish to, to, to make it through whatever you're facing because the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead now dwells within you Claim that promise. Hold on to that promise. Claim that identity. I can do this. It should be the promise and the claim of every believer. I think many Christians are blinded to their potential in Christ because they just don't really recognize who they are. Who they really are. Their true identity. Like the character in the story, uh, toy, toy Story movie you know, Forky saw himself as nothing more Than just being thrown away with the trash A piece of trash Not even fit for recycling But his creator Bonnie Saw him much differently She didn't see trash She saw a treasure One of her favorite Of all of her toys She saw in him a potential That he couldn't see in himself Let us not make the same mistake. God, when He looks at you, does not see trash. He sees treasure. When God looks at you, He doesn't look at all of your mistakes, and your failures, your shortcomings. He looks at His beloved child, a person that is ready to rise to their full potential in Christ. For he created you to be like his son Jesus, to live like Jesus lived. And he's given you everything that you need to do that. He has given you all the power that you need, all the ability, the strength, the encouragement that you need to live a holy life, a life that is obedient to God and his will. So you may think at times that you're impossible, Um, but God says no. No you're not impossible you're my child and I created you to be possible (laughs) I created you to do great things it was for this you were created and in each moment you can experience that fullness of Christ and thus when we experience the fullness of who we're called to be in Christ we have the power to change the world may it be so let us pray together Lord God we thank you for this word that we hear in the Apostle Paul that reminds us that we are called to be who you created us to be and so often God we don't see that in ourselves and even those around us would have us see ourselves differently Perhaps we bought in to those images that have been projected upon us or those voices in our heads. Today, God, may we hear clearly that we are your children. You loved us so much that you died for us. And you've given us everything through the power of your Holy Spirit to live as your children, to make a difference in this world for you. So Lord, let us not live in fear or in doubt, but rather let us claim the promise of who we really are, that we can do this. These things I pray in Jesus' name. May it be so. Amen.